0: You are now listening to Borderless Workplace, brought to you by Slasify. A conversation surrounding remote working, global workforce, and the future trends of working from anywhere. Slasify is a global payroll provider and employer record that help businesses take care of their employment compliance needs, anywhere on earth. Welcome to the second episode of Borderless Workplace. I'm so excited to bring you the co-founder and managing partner of a digital and physical hub for entrepreneurs, startups, and remote workers, headquartered in Bali, Indonesia. This company has been building remote-first teams, projects, and company for over 10 years, and has worked with over a 1,000 entrepreneurs, startup enthusiasts, remote worker. And digital nomads to help them start and grow their companies in this episode we will delve into the topic of remote teams the importance in community for digital nomads and future trends of remote working you will also hear from our speakers some tips and strategies for companies looking to build effective remote teams and for individuals who are planning to reskilling themselves as digitally-enabled team. We will also briefly discuss some legal implications that digital nomads and employers need to be aware of when working remotely from Bali. Hi Lavinia, it's great to see you here. Welcome to another episode of Borderless Workplace by Slassify. It's a pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, Lavinia Yusup is a co-founder and managing director of Livid International, which Lavinia will be explaining more as we dive deeper into the conversation.
1: Hi Agnes, thank you so much for uh, for having me. It's such uh, interesting topics that you've invited me to uh, to have a conversation about. Um, yeah. So as you were saying, I'm the managing partner of a company called Livid International. We are basically, uh, in many ways, an an umbrella that acts like an ecosystem of support services for entrepreneurs, startups, and remote workers that are building, you know, exciting tech and digital businesses and careers. Um, I'm currently in Bali where we have, uh, Livid Hub Bali, which is kind of a physical, right, hub that has for working in office spaces, and we also offer uh, business support and admin services, fractional HR, recruitment for tech and non-tech roles, for and uh, so much more. As you were saying, I'm also uh, the founder of the Remote Skills Academy, which is an education platform for Indonesians who want to learn to work remotely. Um, as we know, Bali has been a um, hotspot for digital nomads for A long time and a while ago, I got quite, I became quite frustrated with, you know, the gap that exists between the people that are able to work remotely and the people who are not able to work remotely and oftentimes are stuck in menial jobs that are low paid and quite seasonal. And then a pandemic hits or a volcano erupts and all those jobs disappear, while the digital enabled ones are a lot more um, uh, resilient, right, in different conditions. Um, so, um, yeah, we, um, we've been, um, um, incubating and nurturing remote capable teams and projects and companies for the last decade. And, uh, since before it was cool, as I sometimes say, uh, we are also one of the best places to work across the entire Asian continent, uh, in the small and medium-sized category. Um, and on a personal note, I've. Um, you know, lived um, on four different continents or across the world, eight different countries, explored 40 more or so. And um, yeah, I'm a huge future of work enthusiast and uh, um, excited to see um, how we shape the next, how we author the next version of this reality, right? That is ever changing.
0: Wow. That's a very impressive background, and 40 different countries are not a small number. As I catch with what you said earlier with Remote Skill Academy, it's interesting that you mentioned that not all jobs are digitally enabled, and so do talents. Um, how does the Remote Skills Academy prepare talents to adapt to remote jobs?
1: I think uh, for all of us, this is something that we learn, and for some of us, perhaps it comes easier then it comes for others, right? Um, so there will be kind of technical profile types of people that find it very easy to, you know, have a transition to, to fully remote jobs, because they're doing their job on a computer anyway. Um, and then other people that may have been, um, you know, traditionally, perhaps office jobs, like, uh, being, I don't know, even things like being an assistant, right, to to someone, or being a project manager, being being a uh, marketer, right, or being a community manager. Even all of these things are not moving entirely in the remote or digital enabled space, but they are um, definitely becoming a lot more hybrid and remote or digitally enabled work is not a trend. It's an operating system, is a way of doing things that functions in many ways very differently than having an office job. Um and I think to thrive in the future of work, you need to at the very least be able to switch between the two, right? I don't think remote work is everything and will be the entire future, but I'm absolutely confident that it is part of the future. Um, so just like with um, you know, computer programs and, uh, say, being able to function on a Windows or Android device as well as a uh, Mac or an iPhone and knowing how to do both enables you to work with more people and do more things. In the same way, being able to work um, in an office, hybrid or fully remotely, opens up so many more career opportunities for, for you. As a an individual, and on the company side, opens up a whole world of, you know, talent pools and um, options for finding the very best person in the world and what you need them to do, rather than limiting yourself in a radius of I don't know ten kilometers around yourself.
0: Yeah, we completely agree to that. In Slasify, we believe that hiring the best fit talents for your team should not be limited to a certain radius of miles or kilometers. And certainly the complexity of employment compliance, although it is very crucial and should not be underestimated, it should not be another factor that is stopping employers from hiring talents across the globe. And so with LiveIt International have been around for 10 years and the hub itself being around for five years, I'm sure you have witnessed firsthand the changing trends of digital nomad and remote working especially for the past few years with COVID. Are there any interesting takeaways that you can share from this evolution?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what we define as in many ways is the future of work because what we see the transformations that we see in the world of work right now are not just about remote work remote work steals all the headlines right now right but actually what people want is a lot more flexibility and autonomy and trust right um which takes the shape of being able to work remotely and living wherever they would like to um or not needing to leave their families to move uh to the headquarters and so on uh, but it also takes the the um you know the the kind of manifestation of wanting to have more flexible hours wanting to be able to manage your own work instead of being micromanaged and so on and so forth so we've built as we were mentioning earlier we've built companies and projects and teams that um, that have that in their DNA, right, from the very beginning. Uh, a, a fun trivia fact is that my business partner and I never lived on the same continent, let alone the same country or the same city. So we, you know, we we meet and work in person uh, a couple times a year, right? Or it used to be more in the past, now it's a bit less but we don't feel like we have to live in the same place to make um, amazing things happen. So the remote aspect or the future work aspects have been um, a part of the DNA of Live It and our projects from the very beginning. Um, And back in the day, we used to be the weird ones, right? Uh, Where it's like, why can't you just build it team of developers that you can just see with your eyes and see what they're doing in their own and office and so on um and um and then over the last three years some of the same very same people who thought we were making our lives unnecessarily difficult by doing have come back to us to ask How are you doing this? How do you do this by choice? Not because you're forced by a pandemic, right? So it's been a very, very interesting transformation to watch. um, And from a niche movement to see remote work become um, the norm for many companies or at the very least what they do for part of the time.
0: Yeah. What a different world back then. Today, I believe 100% remote company is not at all a strange thing, but I like the point where you mentioned that you and your business partners are currently not working from the same continents. I do understand the challenges of working with teams that are hours apart. And as a matter of fact, everyone necessifies not only working remotely, but also asynchronously. Since most of us are scattered everywhere around the globe, so it's not really convenient set up a physical meetup with our colleagues, especially considering the headcounts of colleagues we will be participating in. So could you please tell us more about the workation program that LIFIT Help Bali offers? I have a little clue about what it is, but I would love you to be the one who explains more about it.
1: Yeah, sure. I'll speak a bit uh, bit first to um, the fact that a lot of people think that remote work is a opposite to seeing people and human connection, right? And a lot of people have this very kind of black and white antagonistic way of looking at things. And it really doesn't need to be like that. Like working working remotely doesn't exclude seeing people. You can actually work remotely from your team and have an amazing community at your local co-working space. Or you can travel to see a part of your team or your team um, every quarter or so, which actually we have practiced for a very long time. So um, some of our most successful teams um, take the time a couple times a year to um, to meet each other and, and not just have fun or have a retreat, but perhaps have a work sprint, perhaps launch the next version of their app, perhaps have a hackathon. Um, you know, have a big milestone together. And um, we have been organizing these for a long time now. And we see that both the productivity, the results, um, the engagement, the morale of the team um, are absolutely um, enhanced uh, exponentially um, when you take the time and invest both the time, the energy and the money in uh, making these things happen. We all know that by being a remote team, you save quite a bit on overheads, right? And we really, really advise all the remote teams to put back, um, take a part of that saving and put it back into, invest it back into uh, fostering that human connection and that um, magic that happens, right? When people see each other face to face and work together. And once again, it doesn't have to be crazy expensive. It doesn't have to be too often. It doesn't even have to be the entire team if you have a large team and they're really all across the world. Um, so there are very different, um, many different ways in which you can make that happen. But this is something that I would advise all remote teams to keep top of mind. Um, and the way I would summarize is that the, you know, I believe sort of collaboration and connections can be perfectly sustained um, remotely, but they need to be often made and refreshed in person, right? Um, so um, we can sort of have the, both, the, the, the best of both worlds, right? Allow people that flexibility and autonomy and, um, you know, living where they see fit and so on. But that doesn't mean never seeing people. First of all, people, right? Um, it doesn't always have to be the exact people you work with, but it's really important to also see the people you work with at least periodically. So um, at Livid Hub, we actually, um, we actually, as you were saying, make that happen for a lot of teams um, under the Livid umbrella. We actually have a brand called Project Getaway, um, which is exactly all about that. Um, so, um, And I believe for your listeners, we're going to have um, in the show notes uh, a very special link with an offer uh, just for them in case they want to check it out, uh, in case they want to have a team vacation in Bali.
0: Wow, that's a fantastic initiative. I'll be sure to check that out for Slashify Sims as well, because actually we will be having our physical retreat in Bali later this month. So, maybe this can be one of the perfect team building activities for our remote team
1: as well. Love to have you. So,
0: I'd like to circle back to the talent mobility and really the flexibility of working from anywhere. With Livid Hub Bali having such a diverse digital nomad residence, and with Remote Skills Academy and its mission to turn Indonesian talent to be digitally enabled, is there any legal implication for? both non-Indonesian who are currently working remotely in Bali, as well as for the employer who are also non-Indonesian who would like to hire talents from the remote Skill academy alumni?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of um, different things that need to be kept in mind, both by uh, digital nomads or remote workers who choose to work from a different uh, place than where they're from, um, as well as companies who want to hire remotely and um, individuals who want to um, have a remote job. Um, in terms of digital nomads, um, we see a big wave right now of countries that are trying to address that. Um, um, I actually have a, a few friends who are leading that movement, trying to um, you know put together white papers and uh, be at the forefront of um creating an infrastructure and support for governments who would like to to do that. I'm thinking Louis Burns here and um and Holomida and so on. Um and I believe a lot of governments will understand that there's a lot to gain by um by making it legal, right? Uh, digital nomadism has been happening for a while, um and it will continue to happen and uh, countries have a lot to gain if they actually accept that and facilitate it right and uh, attract um uh those people um indonesia has recently gone through a lot of these conversations there are now two different types of visas that can be used um uh, by digital nomads they're not per se a digital nomad visa but can be used by digital nomads um in addition to the typical setup with a work um work permit and 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 um and uh, residence permit. Um, So I believe when you are a digital nomad that wants to be in a certain um, area, in a certain region, in a certain country for a while, it's always worth checking on these things and perhaps even making decisions of where to go based on how long you can stay legally and so on. A lot of countries are still struggling a little bit with the, the difference between doing work in the country, right? So having a business in the country, doing, having operations right here, for example, in Indonesia and working, employing locals, doing, having local clients and the idea of full remote work, right? And in many ways, sometimes those lines are blurred, right? Like you start by having a remote business and then you start finding, you know, clients or potential team members in the country. And that's where you need to, you know, kind of uh, go into a whole new thing. Um, Generally, most countries will... Consider that you have to uh, declare tax residency there if you're spending more than half a year. Um, So that's a kind of a general rule, but there are a few countries that are starting to kind of grant exceptions to that for remote workers. Very few, though. Um, So these are things that um, digital nomads should definitely look at. Um, And um, I would encourage everyone to not look at digital nomadism as a way of Um, evading tax, but a way to pick to, you know, lifestyle design to pick where you want to live and contribute as well. Um, Because as we know, there are a few things that are a certainty in life. One is death, the other one is taxes, right? So um, it'll catch up with you at some point. Um, So um, um, that's on the digital nomad side. On the side of companies uh we generally always of course there's always the contractor freelancer setup which is um i believe a temporary kind of um option um in my opinion um and companies that are very serious about um hiring remote workers in jurisdictions where they don't have an entity um would do very well to use solutions like Slasifire um, where you know you use an employer of record to hire the people you want to hire in the country, and you actually give those people the, the benefits of being an employee, right? Of contributing into social um, social systems, um, potentially getting a pension, you know, paying taxes, and all of those things, right? Um, when it comes to, um, for example, our um, alumni from the Remote Skills Academy, we always run a um, at least one workshop in our courses about legal and compliance right as a freelancer as a potential employee of a foreign company and so on um so i would really encourage everyone to short term experiments right freelancing here and there doing a small gig and whatever different things or hiring someone to consult with you for a few hours but when you want to enter a longer term relationship that you want to be something you know you 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 count on both on the company side and on the individual side i would really recommend everyone to take these things seriously because we may think that we're going to deal with it later, but it just kind of like piles up right after a while. And then it becomes a huge, huge concern. Um, you were talking about the community um, at Livid Hub in Bali and so on. We actually have a quite mixed community. So um, we have um, locals. Um, we have um, both local Balinese and then local Indonesians from other islands. As you uh, know, being Indonesian um, is a huge, huge country, right? Um, we also have long term expats who have work and residence permits uh, for, you know, and they have been here for a long time and they plan to stay. And we also have people who are um, short term in Bali. Um, so there are options right now for all of those. Um, and we love having actually a diverse community that is not just foreigners or just locals or just the type of foreigners or just some type of locals and so on. I believe there's a lot
0: of uh, power in diversity. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the best um, thing of working in the remote um, co working spaces are like the connection that you can find within the, the spaces as well. Um, thank you so much, Lavinia, for sharing all of those amazing insights on remote talents and also co working space and the current digital nomad landscape in Bali. Um, to close this podcast, do you have any? a suggestion that you would like to offer to other companies uh, that are planning to run a remote teams and hiring global talents?
1: Um, I think um, we've kind of mentioned or referred to a few of the things already, Um, and I'll Kind of summarize and maybe go a bit deeper into some of them again. Um, so this is for companies specifically, right? For potential employers. Yeah, a few different things. Number one, take advantage of this brave new world where you can hire anyone from anywhere. You don't have to, you know, just hire whoever you find um, in, in, in the region around you. Um, take care of those people. Just because they're remote workers, it doesn't mean they should be second-class citizens, right? In your company, so make sure you've got, they've got you know a good package of benefits and compensation and perks, and that they are as much as possible adapted to their reality. Um, you may not be providing an office, but perhaps you want to provide a work-from-home package. Um, for example, we do it at Livet, where we set up our fully remote employees with Um, whatever they need an internet connection a good chair you know that back is gonna love you in a few years (laughs) that you didn't you didn't hunch over your laptop for years and then hope for the best Um, and uh, on the side of company once again make sure people meet or at least have the opportunity or the option to meet in real life with at least part of their colleagues and people they work with it's incredible how just how much more context you can gain when you meet people that you've perhaps worked with remotely for a while and then you meet them in person and you're like, oh, wow, I understand the humor now and I understand why sometimes maybe come across a bit awkward or I I don't I didn't get what they were saying, right? Or how they use certain emojis, and I'm totally misunderstanding it and now it's a game changer, right? So offer people that possibility to do that. Um, so, and then also just, um, you know, it, it's a change in mindset. Um, remote work is an operating system. It needs different tools, processes, uh, mindset, and so on to function well. Um, and make sure that that is a good transition. It's not just like, oh, we're working remotely now. So we're going to be eight hours on Zoom <laughs> trying to do the same thing we're doing at the office before. Um, and that you kind of build an intentional good setup that allows people to do good work, um, to have the connections they need to have, um, and that you reinvest a little bit of what you're saving into making it a great place to work, even if it's not technically a place. Culture is not rules. Culture is, is you know, how people um, kind of treat each other and what happens and what doesn't happen in a team, irrespective of having a, a physical location or not. Um, so I, yeah, I invite everyone to check out our workations or other types of projects and services they might be interested in. And then also to support the Remote Skills Academy either by hiring one of our alumni or, um, maybe volunteering to teach one of the classes or sponsoring a scholarship for someone who may not be able to afford, um, reskilling themselves, um, various ways of, 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 uh, you know, collaborating and we'd love to hear from your audience and we'd love to stay in touch with you and your team.
0: And that wraps up this episode brought to you by Borderless Workplace, sponsored by Slasify, a global payroll provider and employer of record that helps businesses take care of their employment compliance needs anywhere on earth. Catch all of our podcast episodes by subscribing on Spotify podcast and our YouTube channel.